Hello and welcome to today's podcast on improving post-16 English and maths from Pearson. My name is Chris Briggs and I am the Sector Manager for Post-16 English and Maths here at Pearson. And with me today I have Gareth Reynolds and he is the Sector Manager for Sport and Sport and Exercise Science. Uh, good morning, Gareth. How are you? I'm very good. Good morning, Chris. Great to be here again. Thank you. Excellent. Um, today we're going to be talking about the benefits of sport um, with regard to speaking and listening and all things um, functional skills, really, as well as some other elements of how sport can sort of develop learners in general. So I think the first question we'll go through is, you know, how can sport benefit a learner um, with their speaking and listening? Let's start with that. Yeah, great question. A huge question. I think firstly, obviously, I'm a huge advocate of sport, physical activity and, and exercise and all the bits that that encompasses. Um, so I think just a couple of things, if I go through them around, first of all, the practical skills that sport really reinforces. So whether you're coaching, you're instructing, you're supporting, you're leading or working with someone else, that actually the projection of voice or even the direction that you're facing, can someone hear you when you're speaking? Um if there's a train going past or a plane going over, do, do we pause? Do we stop? Actually understanding there's there's a lot of practical pieces just with communication that we can understand through the medium of sport and physical activity. I think confidence as well for me is a really big one, particularly with these learners that come in, for example, and I was one myself uh, at post 16 and thinking actually in a coaching situation, I can really articulate myself, get a point across very clearly. Um, I'm very confident in that situation, which may well differ from a situation if I was asked to stand up and speak in class and present something or uh, share a message in a different way. I think also when you're coaching or instructing or in that sort of environment and context, you can really see your progress and feel your progress. Are the people that you're communicating with, are they reacting to what you're saying? Do they understand what you're saying? Is it clear? And, and that instant feedback is really helpful. And you can see the outcome. I think just building on that that point as well at post 16 I feel that it's it's a real leveler in terms of speaking and listening like I say putting across a well-considered constructed point for certain learners actually they might do that really well when when they're coaching or, or speaking in front of a group or even to an individual where actually if you ask them to write that down they may feel that that's not a strength uh, and in turn may that may reinforce that they feel that they can't do that but of course that they can so as practitioners I think there's real opportunities for us to highlight the good practice the good elements of that that we can then take into that written work I think also in coaching there's that ability to iterate hone and repeat and Although sometimes it might seem like the people that you're coaching or instructing are not totally on your side, we all want the same thing. We all want an outcome. So if you're leading me through an activity or a game, actually, I want to be able to play it well and engage with it and enjoy it. So if they say, I don't understand what you mean, they don't understand what you mean. And that's about adapting and evolving and differentiating that uh, speaking and listening communication. I do, I do think there's some key points there and um, that do transfer well into sort of the realms of functional skills and speaking and listening and some of the, the basic issues that learners have. Um, and the first one, the one you raised about being understood. Um, a lot of learners will just carry on regardless whether they've kept the audience or not. And they, they don't really have this ability to see whether they have kept that audience engaged or not. And obviously using what you're saying with the sport, they can, they, when they're doing it with the sport and exercise, they can see almost instantly the feedback, you know, is, 
what they're communicating being done. Um, it's very different to say doing a presentation, but that those visual cues from the audience are still the same. Uh, you know, are, are the people engaged? Are they getting what they're being said? And I think the other key one, um, and it's the thing that's really difficult to develop, is the confidence. And, and if they can show that they have the confidence in one area of their speaking and listening, they, they can actually you know, work with a group of learners, as you say, and coach them and get them to understand and get things across, then they should be able to transfer that to functional skills. So I think that, you know, it's a very valid thing that you're saying there. Great. Uh, and as you say, I think it's, it's really purposeful. I think I know in terms of some situations, it's really difficult to, to use that and make that happen. But I think where there's opportunities to use sport and physical activity, there is there's a lot there to be taken from it. Excellent. So what specific areas do you feel can be developed through this? So I think you've touched on some there, but I think just to elaborate a little bit as well, in terms of clarity of a message, that clearness um, and something that uh, we've discussed before around sort of that frame of reference. So actually the group that you're working with for them to be able to understand the message that you're giving. So actually is that terminology you're using or the language you're using? Is that appropriate? Do they understand what you mean? Are you going to get to where you want to get to? I think also there's something else that particularly in sports seems to be done quite organically, but actually the complexity of it is fantastic in terms of the use of analogies to really simplify, but use different language to help people get to an outcome. I think things that also we're probably used to in terms of teaching and learning assessment about appreciating the pools. I think in coaching, we often use the pools, maybe inadvertently, but we want to see that reaction. Do they understand reading the face as well actually reading the body language in terms of what's happening do the practitioners look like they're approaching that task you've just set them on confidently with the feedback that you're given because if they don't and if one of them doesn't it's likely that transcends to the rest of them as well so you start to read what people are doing beyond what they say as well which i think is really powerful and goes back to your previous point around reading a room when someone's maybe presenting and they're almost switched off or not with you anymore i think those nuances can really be developed and picked up through coaching I think also around empathy, around the use of language. Someone may have just come off from a loss, maybe really disappointed, may have expected to do better. Using language, tone, the emotion of the language in the right way it is a really difficult skill. And, and we're all, uh, whether we're 16 or, or adults, depending on whatever we do, we're all still developing that. But I think sport and physical activity is a fantastic training ground to see, feel, and learn that as well. So I think there's some of the things, and I have mentioned body language there as well in terms of reading body language, but in terms of your own body language with coaching, instructing, and support, are we moving closer? Are, are we moving back? Are we open? Actually, are we receptive to their feedback? Because if we're listening, are we actively listening? We may say that we are, but do we look like we are? Uh, and, and there's something there that you will be able to read on that participant's face, which again is a real learning moment, which can be taken from sport and physical activity. I think with the active listening as well, that's really important because it's not just sort of the coach as well, but the, the people they're coaching showing that they're sort of being attentive and listening. And one of the things that sort of with the new standards for functional skills is the learners do have to demonstrate that they've been listening to presentations and obviously the discussions they have to listen. Um, and it's 
much more important that they're able to listen and ask questions that are relevant to what someone's saying. So that skill in itself is another good one for the learners sort of to be developing as through whatever means they can as well. So how can this all be facilitated by the study program, do you feel? Well, I think obviously within study programs, whether learners are studying a primary learning goal at level two or level three, depending on their given needs, there's, there's obviously opportunities within their study program for their functional skills and their BTEC sport to work together. I think whether this is within given units, things like organising events, for example, actually they are going to be communicating with people, coaching, uh, instructing fitness. I don't think we need to explicitly say whilst we're doing this, we're developing functional skills, but I think we can take different elements out of those and say, look at what you've just done. Look at what that is. Can you use that over here? I think also we can apply different sporting contexts to, to the functional elements. So uh, as an example, a colleague that I used to uh, work with previously, obviously everything that we use is, is borrowed or stolen from colleagues, all the best stuff, um, not actually using the practical piece of doing the sport, but put a piece of commentary on. Um, and it, I think it was England rugby in the World Cup to that sort of a while ago, I think when they won. Um, but played that through, let the learners listen to the commentary and then had the learners write their own commentary and then had them speak the commentary as well. So actually they're starting to develop their language. We're using sport as a hook. So it's not just sport through doing. I think we can use sport as a vehicle as well. So I think there's, there's other elements there to, to incorporate that. I think the last point I'd like to make there as well, in terms of assessment methodology on, on your BTEC, for example, we know that within the gift of BTEC, there's the opportunity to use a range of assessment methods. So yes, it's important learners develop their whole profile. They need to be able to write a report or emails or whatever it may be. But are they presenting? Are they discussing? Are they instructing? Because there's opportunities for them to hit all these different criteria and be able to evaluate and analyze through the spoken form and, and actually that's going to transcend beyond their study as well that's the sort of transcend uh, transferable skills that they need in the workplace someone being able to articulate something emotionally or with emotional intelligence in a room with people is something that's really hard to do and, and i think sport within that study program people can be a real vehicle to support that but again, I think that's really important because when you look at these learners, their careers, if they're going down a sport and exercise um, sort of career, that connecting with people is going to be key. They're going to be face to face with people almost all the time. So they do need to be able to communicate. They do need to be able to have empathy, as you say, so that they can actually sort of progress sort of in their careers. There's no point being a coach, in my opinion, if you, you, know, you can't carry the room with them. You often hear, hear of football uh, managers having lost the dressing room, shall we say. Um, and again, I think that's just a really key thing in there. So apart from what you said, are there any other benefits, do you think, beyond the functional skills for these learners? Yeah. Developing all these skills? I think definitely. As the point I just made there around those transferable skills, I think that's critical. Um, coaching, instructing, all of it around sport and physical activity is, is a people process. You're working with people. So all of those sort of points that we've touched on around the empathy, the tone, are people listening? Do you look like you're listening? I think to coin something from, from coaching, you know, coaching is 
full of authentic activities, which are really complex. And, and actually those complexities are around people and that's around listening to them, communicating with them, reading them, reading their body language. So I, th I think this does transcend and support all walks of industry, wh whatever that may be. So as I said at the top, I am a huge advocate of the power of sport. Uh, and, I, and I think that in terms of speaking and listening and communication, even from my own anecdotal experience and also from learners that I've worked with, the, the progress they can make by using sport as a vehicle can be fantastic. And I think there's a real opportunity where centres can incorporate and embed that or, or work functional skills, working with sports departments or working within or, or however that integrates to really bring out the confidence for learners and help them understand that you are a fantastic communicator. You do need to be able to do this in a written way, but let's use the good practice from the speaking and listening to support that development and encouragement. I think, yeah, that's another sort of key point as well, is what you find with learners is once they've developed one of the skills and the confidence comes from that, it transfers across into the other elements as well. So if you, you know, you can convince a learner that their speaking and listening is, is excellent and that they can sort of go out there and do what's required, they often take that confidence they've got from that and then bring it in to their writing and to everything else as well. So that's really good. Okay, all right, thank you for your time today, Gareth. Uh, it's been an excellent little session for us. Um, thank you very much. Thank you, Chris.